COVID-19 situation is improving at some places, while at others it's becoming worse. India's massive increase in COVID cases and deaths is puzzling everyone. The virus is spreading faster than ever before. People already know the current pathetic situation and sufferings across the world. So through this podcast episode, we'll try to answer some of your most important questions, doubts and confusions related to COVID-19, vaccines and all. This is Neeraj Gupta and you're listening to Science Up. To answer all the questions we have, we have uh, Dr. Soma Chattopadhyay, Scientist E from Institute of Life Sciences, Bhuneswar. She is a molecular virologist and has been working on chikungunya virus, dengue. Earlier, she had worked on rotavirus during her PhD and now involved in SARS-CoV-2 testing and research. Thank you, ma'am, for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so uh, let's ask you the question. Being a scientist, were you expecting a second wave of COVID-19 infections and uh, if so, uh, were you thinking it would go this deadly? Yes, we were expecting a second wave because uh, usually that happens for any infection. We may think that it is gone and it can be in few pockets in different local areas and then it can come again back because of our negligence and uh, you know not following all the uh, precautions. So this was expected but uh, obviously it was not expected in this extent. Uh, which is even more than the first wave and uh, more infectious the virus is and people are having different kinds of symptoms and also a lot of people are dying so the whole specificity of the disease or the understanding that we had in the first wave has changed a lot in the second one. Oh, okay so uh, do you think there will be a third wave or more consecutive waves of COVID-19 infections? Yeah, it is expected that it uh, will have a a third uh, and maybe a few more in coming years Uh, because when a particular, you know, when we say pandemic or any pandemic strain or novel strain arrives, you must be hearing that we are saying it is novel uh, virus and all. So because we don't have immunity, that is why we call this as a novel or pandemic and because of this uh, less immunity or no immunity against that pathogen, we become more sick and uh, uh, subsequently what happens that we develop immunities and we develop vaccines or other uh, process to control this disease and on the other side the virus also can change itself and it can actually uh, make the virus less infectious and less pathogenic means the disease will not be as severe as before and eventually that become a seasonal strain not a pandemic strain if you if i can explain it little better uh, which you can understand is like swine flu h1n1 all these were actually a pandemic strain or not pandemic but definitely a highly infectious strain at a point but then eventually they are becoming seasonal strains and we are getting these strains all throughout the year and everywhere but these are not causing as deadly disease it was causing at the beginning so we are expecting that over the years this also can come to that stage Uh, okay ma'am so now when people in india have got options which vaccine to go for either covishield or covaxin people have been wondering that which one would be better 
so before going with the question i would like you to tell in short that uh, how the two vaccines covaxin and covishield uh, are different and how they work so this uh, the there are different strategies for developing a vaccine and uh, um, for these two vaccines the strategies are different so the covaxin is actually a inactivated virus which has been inactivated chemically and so basically it has the whole structure but it cannot replicate inside the host body and that is how it cannot produce the disease as severely as the original virus can do so what happens you are putting a dummy virus inside our host system and because of that dummy virus it is having all the proteins outside the picture you must be familiar with the covid uh, uh, virus picture where yes, the spike yeah. the spike protein is around the the round uh, you know ball so this uh, proteins will go inside the host system and then will be processed and uh, finally the antibodies will be de- uh, developed against all the structural protein so this strategy has been taken for covaxin where the whole virus but it is inactivated has been taken as a vaccine strain so we do expect that uh, antibodies against all the structural proteins along with spike protein there are envelope protein membrane protein and all they also will produce antibodies whereas for cova shield it is only the spike protein that has been introduced into a adenovirus vector so the antibodies will be produced only against the spike protein of the uh, covid-19 so if you think about uh, i mean if i am coming to the next part of your question that which can be better so theoretically the first one should work better because it has the whole virus so not only the spike protein spike protein is the major structural protein but along with spike protein there are are several other core Uh, proteins so the antibodies can be generated against the spike protein as well as the other core proteins whereas for uh, covishield it will only generate the antibodies against spike so if the virus mutated if the spike protein mutates over time so covaxin will be able to give more protection because it has the antibodies against the other protein whereas for covishield can give protection only uh through the antibodies generated for spike protein if there are lot of changes and this can escape our immune response means the previous antibody cannot recognize the protein new protein then it will not be able to give protection so strategy wise there is more possibility that the first one will work better than the second one okay ma'am thank you yeah so according to you the covaxin should work better and i guess you have answered yes. uh, a little bit of my next question which was going to be about uh, covid 19 uh, coronavirus mutants cuz means this sars cov 2 mutants are uh, are the i think one, one of the factors for high transmission and high infectivity that has been increasing over time so for example there had uh, there had been some variants of sars cov 2 like b117 variant from uk and currently a new potentially concerning variant first identified in india that is b1617 variant so uh, what what would you like to tell about uh, the covid 19 uh, variants means are are there going to be more concerning variants of uh, this sars cov 2 in future 
uh, yes in short the answer is yes and in long um, for all the viruses mutation is very common and it is more common for RNA viruses because RNA virus does not have a proofreading activity of its polymerase. If you think about a newspaper or any book, editor's job is to check the mistakes and then correct it. Similarly, in the virus, when they replicate, when they make the new virus, then uh, according to that uh, template RNA, its genome, when the new genome is formed, there should be somebody to make sure that there is no change. Okay. But this virus does not have a proofreading activity to correct all the mistakes. So in this process, RNA viruses do produce lot of different changed viruses. Now because of our the natural selection process and the selection pressure, the better mutant will survive and the others will not survive. So in this process for RNA viruses always they get new and new mutation into acquire these mutations into their genome and the one which is beneficial to the virus survives the other all subside. So uh, mutation will happen for all the RNA viruses it is very common. Now in certain viruses it does replicate much faster. It is not because this is mutating first but if it is replicating in thousand different individuals. So you can imagine that if 10 persons are infected, only 10 virus will mutate. But if thousands, lakh, few lakhs are infected, so the virus is getting a chance in the same day to in, in, um, change into thousand or in the 10 lakhs population. So obviously the mutation would be more, and, yeah, and the that, variant that is so terrifying. will be getting. Yeah. Yes, we will get mutation. But as I mentioned, this mutation can go in a uh, two different ways. Either it can lose infectivity or it can gain more and more infectivity power and uh, more uh, disease, you know, causing uh, ability. Uh, but at this point, if they're losing, that is good. So we don't have to think about it. But we have to worry if they are gaining infectivity and which we are thinking at this point that all that mutations that you are specifying we are thinking that actually they are gaining more infectivity and transmissibility and that is why we thought the second wave is so deleterious dangerous and infecting so many people but if you think about experimentally we still don't have much experimental proof that yes they are highly infectious um, but our computational modeling and all in silico analysis is predicting that yes they are probably more infectious okay 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 so and more and more will come yeah <laughs> yeah that that is so horrifying to think about it as the current situation of india yeah. and abroad is it's it's surely not good and what do you think the currently authorized vaccines that are available in the market uh, will be equally effective against the future variants? Yes, as I as I said that uh, experimentally these are not proved and you know you need to uh, have authorization from the manufacturer to compare and they are not willing to give you the permission that you compare my strain and then check with this variant whether that is uh, giving protection or not. So this kind of the one that we, the two that we have available in India, that kind of study has been done. And apparently it looks like the Covaxin is giving more protection against this variant still now. 
but uh, covishield is giving little less protection but one thing i can say that the viral protein will not change dramatically so that uh, none of the antibodies will be able to neutralize this virus okay yes. so one uh, positive and the good side of it which i am understanding is that yeah it may not be able to give com- complete protection but even if it gives 50% protection 60% protection that would be good enough to treat a person staying at home not requiring any other medical assistance or hospitalization and all these things that itself will be much more you know helpful so i would i would rather i mean i do understand the virus can change in any extent and you have no control over it and at the same time we cannot produce different different vaccines every year okay that is yeah. also not possible but yeah. what is possible is that the existing vaccine will certainly gives some percentage of protection and um, even now whatever the statistical data is available it has been observed that those who took at least one dose <clears throat> or two doses their uh, the severity of the disease was much less so that is the positive side you know so yes. probably their hospitalization and medical attention will not be required that much okay so uh, there has been one report from a uk scientist that has been claiming that vaccines are less effective against the indian variant of sars cov2 uh, how true is this uh, report so there are a lot of controversies and uh, yesterday we had a big meeting of, uh, of scientists over different parts of the world with the indian scientists and this is what was discussed in that meeting and everybody is confused the data from one lab does not match with the data from the other lab looking into the population uh, local population you know so i mean if you just take few individual either you have to take vaccinated individual the immunization status or you have to check it in the lab so all are uh, checking with their own strain own uh, antibodies available in the individual so the data is not proven across different uh, platform so it, it is uh, showing protection but the extent of protection somebody is saying 50% 60% 40% 80% there are a lot of variations so this discussion was to say that you know check it in five or six or seven different labs and then come to a conclusion taking the antibodies uh, from different type of population because our host system is so different in different places the way the antibodies will be generated also would be different so taking all these things in consideration the proper investigation has not been done yet so variants as i mentioned that it may not give full protection but obviously it is not that it is not giving any protection yes ma'am so uh, to fight back covid-19 we got to vaccinate larger population as you said so now india is rolling out sputnik 5 so could you tell us about its efficacy compared to previous vaccines yeah i will i will say the same thing again and again because we have not compared exactly 
against uh, you know the efficacy of x to y or y to z and all but we definitely need different vaccine candidates at this point in india to cover this huge amount of population as this uh, other two uh, companies are not able to produce so i cannot comment on the efficacy which probably nobody has done properly but it will also help extent is not okay, very clear okay i uh, i think there is a serious issue happening in india right now recently there has been many people being infected and dying by mucormycosis also known as black fungus hmm. it has been declared an epidemic in rajasthan by its government so what is this mucormycosis and why does it seem to affect covid positive people yeah so this uh, black fungus commonly known as uh, black fungus is a big problem and uh, i was seeing different uh, articles and it looks like it is coming from the oxygen that uh, they are getting so in the hospital so in, you know there are a lot of bacterial infection even for covid patient secondary infection is a major problem for which the people are dying so this black fungus is one of that can infect the eye and can kill the person very shortly so um, i think the antibiotics and uh, proper hygienic um, practice and proper checkup whether the person is already infected with this is very necessary at this point okay okay so this is happening due to this uh, lack of management and other mm, issues yeah so uh, there there is one fact that uh, if uh, anyone is having uh, less immunity against uh, uh, against the pathogens then uh, this black fungus is an uh, opportunistic uh, we can say yes. uh, fungi yes. that can uh, attack uh, yeah attack a person with less immunity like a person with uh, aids yes yeah right so uh, yeah so it seems to attack uh, uh, more covid positive people yeah, because they are having system, less immunity than normal and at that time they are prone to get infection with several other things so yes ma'am and uh, is it really linked to overuse of steroids cuz uh, several reports were saying that uh, due to overuse of steroids like dexamethasone and everything uh, this these cases are increasing uh see steroid is not good for health but then when uh, till now what i understood talking to different of my medical friends they are saying that steroid only can help the patient in a very critical situation so there is no escape if it is required then patient has to take it but at the same time we have to be careful about getting any secondary infection okay so that is also important at the same time okay recently government of india has agreed to extend the gap between the two doses of covishield vaccine from 6 to 8 weeks to 12 to 16 weeks so as an expert what do you think if this extended interval is beneficiary or is there any an, any another reason like uh, to vaccinate larger population with first doses or to just uh, it's just a cover up by government uh, uh, usually the first dose uh, the second dose will actually booster the antibody response after taking the first dose so if there are gaps more than what is specified it is also okay it's not if it is one year then it is not good but if it is within 6 months there should not be any problem of boosting up the antibody response by taking the second dose so for uh, i i don't think there is a problem 
I mean the extension that has been given it is not uh, a problematic factor okay ma'am now let's talk about covid positive patients if one is one is diagnosed with covid should he take the vaccine if no. so then when or how and will it be uh, bring more immunity to the person if a person is infected with covid he or she will generate the antibodies by natural infection so at that time it is not required to take vaccine anyway we don't take a vaccine when we are infected with anything else any illness is there usually it is prefer not to take any vaccine at that this point and uh, through the natural infection that person will anyway generate the antibodies so it is better that you wait one month or six weeks and then you take the second dose if a person has already taken the first dose and then wondering okay i am infected should i take after you your recovery you can even wait one month it's not a problem because the antibody that you have already got through the natural infection let that antibody work and then you take the booster dose so that you will get again more antibody produced in your body yeah so they will have a better immune system against the coronavirus than a normal person who has been vaccinated with the covid vaccine right yeah yeah Okay so it's been more than a year now uh, since covid-19 started has there been any major breakthroughs any potential research or any medication like uh, antivirals against covid uh, this covid-19 um yeah for antiviral i mean this ivermectin is one it is it is actually uh, was used against uh, helminth infection worm infection but now experimentally uh, uh, scientists have proven that this is also protecting against uh, sars cov 2 and this is how people are taking this medicine uh, and obviously there are a lot of research is going on but it takes time you know takes time to uh, really say that things are all working and different uh, uh, people with different medical history can take so that is what is taking time okay so uh, currently a drug named 2 deoxyglucose it's said to be developed by DIDO can you tell us in short yes. how it would inhibit viral growth in the patient's body yeah so this uh, was actually a uh, uh, anti cancer drug and uh, this has been so has been repurposed against uh, this covid okay so uh, for developing any control strategy for virus there are like three ways one is vaccine you all know another is repurposing means the drug which already is in the market you find a new use of that and another is new drug so as this dg um, uh, 2 that was in use so this is uh, better that you don't have to do the all uh, ethical clearance and all these things and then uh, people can start using it immediately so uh, this has been found by this group that it is restricting they have done on the viral infection and then uh, seen that it is restricting the viral uh, replication quite efficiently so uh, hopefully this will uh, work better but as i mentioned that uh, this is not the time to do a full basic research study so there might uh, i i guess they are still working on it to figure it out that it can be good for every population 
ओके आई पर्सनली हैड वन कन्फ्यूजन मैम एज पीपल विथ प्रीवियस कोविड इन्फेक्शन हैड बिन डोनेटिंग प्लाज्मा सो डज प्लाज्मा थेरेपी रियली वर्क अगेंस्ट कोविड नाइन्टीन Is it really efficient enough to use it as a treatment option for COVID-19? Ah, uh, yes, it does work because, uh, as I mentioned, that we develop um, antibodies once we get the viral infection. Uh, but there are different types of antibodies, and <clears throat> what we need to protect an infected person is a neutralizing antibody. That in neutralizing antibody, which can neutralize the next phase of virus, which would come to Uh, your body usually it is around 30% okay so this neutralizing antibody amount can vary from person to person so this plasma will contain all the antibodies along with the neutralizing antibody uh so if plasma therapy actually helps in blocking the uh, viral infection uh, however the extent of that neutralizing antibody can be different and hence the amount of plasma which is required to treat a patient also can but yes it does work okay uh, now people have been running around for drugs like remdesivir without any prescription it's self medicating and holding of these drugs really mm-hmm. needed and helpful and is remdesivir effective in treating covid-19 uh yes uh, so remdesivir is working and uh, however you know self medication is not good at all because i mean i think uh, it is always good if you feel like there are some symptoms it is always good to test and then you know, figure it out that you are really a positive one and then should take all the medicines related to it in consultation with the doctors because without the uh, doctors uh, suggestion nothing is uh, to be taken because you don't need to take remdesivir you know only if you are uh, you are having lot of infection pathology and then only uh, doctors are prescribing so not for us to uh, store medicine or take not recommended at all i uh, means holding and uh, storing the uh, these essential medicines at this point of uh, pandemic it's surely not good for those people who are uh, really serious in hospitals and everything yeah yes so uh, there has been use of off label uh, medicines and uh, repurposed uh, drugs some of which are under controversies either to use or not due to lack of efficacy so take uh, ivermectin uh, for example as you told uh, just a bit earlier it's an anti parasitic drug that has antiviral properties too but yes. some medical professionals say it to have a uh, little scientific uh, evidence that it works against covid-19 while others use it anyway so what's your opinion against this off label medication and uh, See, if you talk medication? about the yeah if you talk about the scientific paper there are already scientific papers showing that ivermectin is controlling SARS-CoV-2 so if you go by the scientific journal this is already reported so there is no confusion that it does not work against asco it does but as every drug can have side effects so ivermectin also can have side effect so it is always recommended that if you don't need you don't use any drug but then when you need to use and, and especially for covid 19 when your effect is so deleterious you can deal with your the side effects right yes ma'am Okay so last question last advice what would you advise patients who are contracting covid-19 the number of cases here are still high what should they do or not do 
see uh, first uh, suggestion is not to get the infection so a uh, proper distance maintaining and then wearing mask and clean your mask all the time after a use or if you are going to any shopping mall not mall but for essential shopping and all where you think that you are close to different people so it is better that you wash the mask the moment you are entering into your home washing your hands wash your mask also because the virus if it is attached to your mask will be alive for few days so it is just not wearing the mask you have to have a clean mask that is important along with that the moment you are coming back home you do some gargling with betadine or any other medicine and i would also recommend uh, taking a steam uh, inhaling uh, steam for at least 5 minutes not more than that uh, and that also can be with some medicine like carval or any other antimicrobial agent or you can have at home like um, this uh, tejpata or uh, this clove and uh, black pepper uh, haldi tulsi so you can take kada so this will help to reduce your infection in your alimentary canal and respiratory canal and at the same time keep your immune system boost up by taking multivitamin vitamin c do some yoga exercise expose yourself to sunlight and fresh air to have your vitamin d high vitamin other vitamin c high and if your immune system is good enough to handle any infection so you will also overcome covid infection and then if you are a patient you already have a covid infection you should continue all these things which i mentioned before along with that you have to take proper medicines in concentration with the doctor and always check your oxygen level keeping a oximeter thermometer bp monitor glucose monitor so depending on which kind of patient you are or which kind of physiological problem you have keep monitoring these four things i think things can be controlled staying at home yes ma'am and uh, do take your vaccines if your turn has arrived yeah yeah it is important to take and there might be little bit of side effect body pain feverish symptoms nothing more than that is happening which is very common from our childhood anytime we take vaccine we do face this kind of allergic symptoms so this is not a problem yes ma'am yes ma'am thank you so much for joining me uh, it it was so helpful for me and all of the listeners listening to this podcast episode thank you so much ma'am yeah uh, hopeful i am hopeful that this would be uh, useful for others and stay safe and don't be panicked this is a infection which we can definitely fight together and control together it just don't think about your own safety if you are uh, you know uh, following all the precautions it is not only you also you can save the people around you so if you don't get infection you don't spread it also to others so that should be our motto that we should not spread it or we should not allow it to spread to others yes ma'am thank you so much yeah That's it for now. We'll be back with more of episodes to science you up. Till then, keep hearing, keep sharing. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Alexa, Audible, iHeartRadio, Kana, Stitcher, and every everywhere else. So wherever you are listening, do follow and subscribe so that you will be the first to listen whenever I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening.